0: one more woo and then tell me what you want my greeting to be woo
1: um bumblebee man <laughs> moist basilay. <Bezile. laughs>
0: what's moist bezile?
1: Mois bezile i don't know i just remember um that's what he says don't really know what okay mean.
0: well let's do that then okay moist basilay, and welcome to the stupid sexy podcast and odyssey through the very worst of the simpsons which actually so far has turned out to be surprisingly good and this week we're doing Season 14, Episode 8, The Dad Who Knew Too Little. Much like all dads, am I right, ladies? And uh, men, they have dads too. Shout out to
1: all my father issue children. children.
0: So as ever, you're joined by your two co-hosts. Uh, first of all, all the way across the internet from me is Heather Anderson.
1: And across from me is Big Daddy Alan Irwin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Big Daddy. Isn't there a Simpsons character called Big Daddy? I
1: think so. He's but... a
0: gangster, isn't he? He's black gangster. I think so. Or did I make that up? I'm, also, there's the legendary uh, British wrestler called Big Daddy, and he just he is finisher with the belly flop, which gives you an idea of what we're dealing with here. You are
1: correct about Big Daddy. He's called Charles Big Daddy, as a villain that appeared in the Wiggum P.I. segment of the non-canon episodes, the Simpsons spin-off showcase.
0: Well done. Well done. So, this week, we're doing season 14, episode 8, The Dad Who Knew Too Little. So, will I do the synopsis first, and then we'll talk about what we thought about it?
1: Yes, please.
0: Season 14 episode 8 The dad who knew too little Homer continues a streak of letting Lisa down by buying her a disappointing birthday present that reveals he knows nothing about her Determined to win back Lisa's affection Homer hires a private detective to find out as much as he can about her However when Homer refuses to pay the exorbitant fee the private eye frames Lisa for a crime she didn't commit forcing Homer and Lisa to go on the run Succinct Did it sound like I did it all in one breath?
1: Mm, there was a few commas in there It's okay You can't You can't one breathe them all You can't raw dog every synopsis
0: don't say. Ra- I hate the phrase "raw dog." It's I love so it horrible. So it makes me think of broken skin, and I don't like that.
1: Well,
0: oh, that seems like a you problem, right? Okay, No, we're not doing an Instagram raw poll. We're not raw dogging. No, no, we're not doing it. No, we'll call us something else, and I'm all for it. But like, I'm not- I don't know
1: what else to call it.
0: Oh, naturel Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the way I likes it. Uh, <laughs> anyway so in a sentence heather how did you feel about this episode
1: i liked it but not a lot all the time if you know what i mean i feel like it had definitely there were high points and there were middle points and a few saggy bits
0: see i i think this is my favorite episode that we've done
1: really see i think i was going off the high of loving last week's episode and i was like oh i feel like it was almost there
0: after we talked about it last week about that episode i liked it more after we talked about it than i did when i watched it
1: see i feel like this one i'll maybe like it more afterwards um
0: i do like though i like when we don't agree this i i can't wait for the first episode that one of us hates and the other one likes that's what i'm looking forward to well we just get into it then we'll do it it. it. okay so uh no chalk gag again no chalk gag it's weird actually I it's quite jarring to see the old animation style in the opening credits
1: yeah it is and
0: then it goes into the you know so the couch gag is the, like, the famous black and white photo of the guys working on the skyscraper eating their lunch. Yeah. Did you fine. see the thing, like, I was like, last week they put up, it went around on Twitter of the photographer taking that picture. No. And he's, like, straddling a girder.
1: Oh, With fuck. the camera.
0: But then that begs the question, who took the picture of the photographer?
1: Oh, shit, yeah. Nobody had mobile phones. It was just dudes vibing.
0: Yeah. It's a great. I'll have to send you. It's really interesting because he's like balancing on this girder. It's yeah. really frightening. But it's a good. I think it's a decent couch gag. It's a nice reference. You know, yeah, sometimes it's... I think the best couch gags aren't even meant to be funny. It's just like, oh, there's yeah. A they're thing.
1: just kind of like there.
0: But I think we're two like two weeks in a row now. We've had decent ones last week was the yeah. deep fried, and this week. So we're we're, two we're for two. So we start off with a parody of cribs again, showing this is two thousand and three, and Trusty the Clown is the the guest this the month the most hungover
1: and, man in America
0: yes and I've always loved you know the crusty's like face like his makeup is always on yeah like he has a normal yellow chest and his big white head and mm-hmm. I like as well that they included the third nipple and the pacemaker scar
1: yes yeah I like that
0: although I will say uh, total waste of Elliot Gould like, oh 100% I love that man hell. and he they didn't really give him anything to do yeah it
1: was stupid and <laughs> not in a good way yes
0: they're watching this anyway and then there's an ad for a girl diary. for girl Diary for girls. Okay.
1: Girl tech. A subsection of boy tech.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. Which, the whole thing of, like, girl diaries is such a late 90s, early 2000s I know, thing. I know. I
1: remember wanting one, one of those diaries so much. And then my mum was like, just get a fucking notebook and hide it, okay? And I was like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> like I did. Like I did. I yeah, had to walk like, 12 oh, miles to my diary.
1: Because, like, I remember... I think it was because I think... My sister maybe got one and I was like.
0: Your sister's a bit older than you, isn't
1: she? Yeah. And I remember my sister being like, this doesn't work. It's not good. It doesn't work. But I was still like, you got
0: one. You imagine it's going to be like the advert? I want
1: one. And then I got a spiral bound notebook for Mason's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great. So did you keep a diary then?
1: No. I, I think I just drew in it more than anything.
0: I'm going to tell a story. I don't know how, this, how I come into this story, but. Okay. So uh, when when I was single back in the day, a sort of f- friend of mine invited me round with the sort of expressed assumption that you know we were going to have sex, mm-hmm. and I went round and she insisted on reading to me from her journal She read me like a thing from her, she was drunk at the time to be fair. Well, no, she wasn't drunk. She was ha- high. I can't remember, but she wasn't drunk. But she was so obviously had enough drinks to think. I read him something from my journal, and it was like a piece yeah. of creative writing. And I remember yeah. having you know. Like, having to pretend that I enjoyed it because, like, you know, I wanted to have sex. But then we didn't have sex in the end anyway because I actually couldn't pretend that I enjoyed it. Oh, no. So we just went to sleep.
1: Was it a, as a direct consequence of you not enjoying it?
0: No, I just feel like the mood changed.
1: You don't you don't invite someone around with, like, the pretense of we're going to bone and then be like, only if you like my creativeness.
0: We had been friends for a while. Nothing had ever happened. And I felt like the one thing that was carrying this was momentum. Yeah, and once the momentum stopped dead for a journal entry, it was never yeah, coming you can't back. Really
1: come back from that.
0: I don't know why she did that. Maybe, maybe she decided she didn't want to sleep with me and thought this is a good way to, get to go. But away. also,
1: like that's weird. I remember like there's been a few times where I've got drunk and just read out my Twitter drafts, but like, they're funny.
0: It is very you. That's a very you it story. It's
1: very very me. But also, I mean, they're good, right? Right.
0: Well, we're not going to bone regardless, so I don't have to pretend to like it. Um, Okay, so Lisa has seen the Girl Tech diary. She wants it. She goes into her parents, so they agree to get it. And Marge is like, yes, it's important for a girl to have a diary. I had to share mine with my uncle.
1: Fuck, can you imagine?
0: Oh. So Homer's like, right, no problem. I'm going to go get her the diary for her birthday. And they go to the mall, and there's loads of free samples. And I fucking hate free samples. And do you know why? I've been on the other end. When I worked in Marks and Spencer, sometimes you'd be drafted in to be like, oh, try a mince pie. And, like, what I hated was, what I hated, right, I almost don't, I don't, like, I find greed very unattractive, anyway, in a person, but what I really hated was the people who would, like, deliberately walk past you multiple times, like, oh, well, sure, While well, I'm here. Yeah. Like, Fuck off and die. Yeah. Die. I, I literally mean that. Yeah. Just die.
1: Would it have made it better if they just sat it with their chest? Like, I'm going to have another one. They're really nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, Own oh, no. it. Well, I suppose if you insist, it's like, I didn't say anything. You fucking idiot. So Homer eats all the free samples and they go into the toy shop, which is now Disney free, (laughs) Uh, which is nice because it's on the Disney Plus app. We're watching this, so it works on many levels. Raphael's there again. We
1: have so much Raphael so far this season and it makes me so happy. Like the instant serotonin burst that he gives me is unparalleled.
0: And the last girl diary is sold to Mister Burns, who uses it for his enemies list. Like Which Nixon. I
1: fucking love because it reminded me of—I can't remember what the episode is, but you know the—you know the one where like people are are phoning around, and it goes to Mister Burns like in his little dressing gown on a heart shaped rug with chocolates, being like, "Yes, it's
0: so on, on point for Mister Burns." He really hits the Kingston Trio for some reason. I don't know why. Um, and then uh, Raphael's like, I can sell you this. It's the most happening toy of 1999. And it's a crusty doll that says, I'm anatomically correct.
1: Go on, take a look. <laughs> I wonder what mommy's medication tastes like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Homer can't get the toy once. So they go out to the stalls and one of the stalls is called Cumbersome Keychains, which yes, I enjoy because I'm so fucking happy. I fucking hate having loads of key rings it, anyway so they it goes in and Flanders is looking at these things and I remember these these really were a thing and they were awful those videos where you could put your child's face yeah. in it and yeah. because they do books like that as well you can do you know where you, you get the kid's yeah. face
1: I feel and like the he, books are okay though because like at least they're marketed towards like people learning to read so you can be like this is you. I don't know how people talk to babies.
0: They're being fucking nuts. Just talk to talking like they're people.
1: Honestly. Oh, I I just anytime my like nieces would ever come around, I'm like, right, what's crack? And they're like this, and I'm like, yeah, fucking sweet.
0: Yeah. But that's that's what you want, you know? Like, I hate the. I hate uh, baby the, talk. B- nah,
1: just talk miss to them. With that they're just shit. people. Fucking tell me your favorite dinosaur and move on.
0: Exact fuck I love dinosaurs. I fucking though. love dinosaurs. Uh, I don't actually love dinosaurs, but kids love dinosaurs. Like yeah. kids love See, dinosaurs. See, I was a dinosaur
1: kid, so I'm like, oh fuck, do you how do you fuck with well, a kid? Is? You liked
0: anything that was around before humans? Yeah, fuck
1: them. <laughs>
0: fuck, fuck worms? No,
1: fuck uh people.
0: Right, fair enough. Yeah. Fuck people. Um, all my
1: worm homies hate people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what was it? Rod's hobbies were. It was like clapping along to songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And the wee dance that he does with the aliens is fun. That
1: made me so happy because like, like the the picture doesn't turn around, but the but the body does.
0: So we then cut to Lisa's birthday. First of all, Bart buys her a laser pen, which he uses to get Principal Skinner to take a charge That his was a bit that off. I really
1: liked because she really liked that present, and he was like, "Oh, like it just seemed really like it was a really nice wee moment." I think. Like I know, obviously, it was there to like make it like Homer's present seem worse, but also that was really nice, and I no, loved. Chief wiggum saying you should get that checked out.
0: My, my uncle died of crotch dot. It's, oh, lovely. Because <laughs> you think he's stopping because Skinner, Skinner's got his dick out. That's two episodes that have largely been focused around Skinner's dick.
1: I mean, yes,
0: in different ways. We're being conditioned um, to
1: think about Marge's boobs and Skinner's dick. What's next? Homer's butt Comic hole book guy's colonic. anus. Oh, we both went to butthole, but I went to Homer. Who would you rather see? He's butthole, a uh, comic book guy, or Homer? Oh Homer! I feel like Homer, yeah, because then you can like see what. I he feel like Homer
0: would wipe. Homer would wipe properly. Yeah,
1: yeah. Definitely. Comic
0: book guy probably is very ambivalent about a clean bum.
1: Very crusty. Ooh! <laughs> You're the one who said it.
0: I didn't say it was crusty.
1: Yeah, but you applied um, it.
0: And it's poo in the shape of Crusty the Clown. I don't know. Anyway. Um, all right, so the fan fiction writes itself, really. Oh, it's so horrible. So, Homer, so Custody's Bart has bought her the laser pen, um, and Homer has bought her a video of her as a cowboy where he says, What I like well, about this is, first of all, the photo of Lisa they use is perfect. It's, like, yeah. her tongue out. And then, she's like, her favourite food is McNuggets, and she's like, the had him a vegetarian. He was still, she's really not going to like her other present, and it's, it's a little chicken rock. <laughs>
1: That was very funny to me. Oh. <laughs> that's also 100% something my dad would do. What,
0: wrap your full chicken? Yeah,
1: like, no, just the whole, are you vegetarian? Still. Because, <laughs> like, every so often he'll, like, Barbie can be like, do you have anything you could put on there? Like a pepper or something? And I'm like, I've got fucking veggie steak.
0: Big Bob, sort of, like it. Also, when he says that our favourite book is magazines, and I was like, that is all of us post-smartphone. Like, oh, 100%. That's, nobody reads a book anymore. No. Uh, and then Lisa of course is very upset because she realises that her dad knows nothing about her but also crying. Homer says a great
1: feel sorry I feel so uncomfortable whenever someone's dad does know stuff about them
0: I, I don't think it's like it would be nice if he knew what her favourite food was
1: <laughs> yeah my, I she's think... only
0: 8 you know she's I mean, an oh, age where she fair, still depends yeah. yeah if she was 27 or something yeah I'd if she was like, my yeah, age fair. like yeah I'd be like fuck away off you big weirdo anyway we'll move on uh, <laughs> on that sombre <laughs> note what do I guess? So Lisa runs away crying, upset, and Homer turns to Mars. He goes, Children don't remember bad birthdays, do they?
1: My favourite part of that was when he goes, Maggie, you're her best friend. Go talk to her. And like pushes her over. <laughs> Maggie's yeah. a baby.
0: And then the next morning, right? So there's two great lines in a row here. First of all, he asks Lisa, the next morning, he's like, Have you got all your angries out? And she's like, No, I'm still pissed off. She says, Who's your favourite travelling Wilbury? Is it Jeff Lynn? Who's your favourite travelling Wilberry?
1: I don't understand the question.
0: So the travelling Wilburys was a super group. Uh, it was five guys. So there was Jeff Lynne from ELO, uh, mm-hmm. George Harrison from The Beatles, Bob uh-huh. Dylan, Tom Petty, right. and Roy Orbison. So who's your favourite To
1: stay over? with the Stupid Sexy Pod canon, I'm going to say Roy Orbison.
0: Mercy. Mercy. <laughs> See, mine's Bob Dylan. but
1: I also love Tom Petty, but that's just me being yeah, a middle-aged man.
0: You don't have to live like a refugee. <laughs>
1: I have had too many beers and just gone full fucking like to learning to fly like I'm not gonna lie
0: I love American Girl as well stomp promises
1: <laughs> Bob right. Dylan so- um, on a motorbike <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> how
1: does Bob right, Dylan okay, like so- a steak <laughs> 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 that's the stupidest joke. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm so glad you like that as much as I intended it to be liked.
0: <laughs> I love Bob Dylan. You see, that's nobody else would enjoy that the way I did. As the bus is driving away, then after he, she won't tell him who her travelling willbury fave is. He goes, "What's your favorite cigar size? Is it Robusto? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> is it Robust? What the fuck even is that? I don't know. Of course, Homer's worried. And see, this is where this episode became like because Homer is genuinely upset he's upset Lisa yeah and that's like old Simpsons where Homer yeah, I did like often that. do the wrong thing but he genuinely does not want to hurt her in any way yeah like he don't son her and we discover two big sh- shocks first of all uh so we discuss it at the pub and uh Mo has a cow's heart and also Carl has schizophrenia yes fuck it was like what was it, he said somebody was baking or something yeah. in his apartment or and he turned to, he gets, it was him he had schizophrenia so Mo recommends then go and see this private detective.
1: Yes. Who? Can I just say? I was like, is that Rex Banner?
0: It was similar. The the voice is Hank Azaria, just, but he's doing Humphrey Bogart, I think. Yeah. And so he agrees, right? The guy's like, $50 a day plus expenses. um, Because apparently he's also Raphael. Um, And Homer gives his email address, which is chunkylover53. At I have AOL. A bit of trivia com. with that. Go um, on.
1: Homer's email address, as seen in the episode, was registered by the writer-producer Matt Selman, who also replied to emails from the fans testing it until about a month after the episode aired. Later, the address was disabled because they got too many requests for email replies.
0: Wow, that is yeah,
1: good. So it was real and like fan mail and stuff. So yeah.
0: So the guy's like, right, I'm gonna get a file together on Lisa. It's always about a dame.
1: Goes got games that don't quit until you get down to the shoes. <laughs>
0: I knew she was troubled from the minute she walked into my office with her legs and a big tits he doesn't that's never been a film noir
1: i mean the vibe is right
0: the vibe is there they're 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 always wearing they're busty but not in a but in a way where like it's not that they have big tits they're just wearing a lot of push up yeah, you know they're heaving
1: heaving bosoms.
0: Yeah, these seas are certainly heaving, not as much as your bountiful bosoms. He tries to get the files. So, first of all, I really enjoyed that he shuffled up Skinner's papers and stapled them together to Fuck annoy that him. Was so funny! That was fine. The Ralph scene where he's like, "Somebody's already gotten to this guy." Lisa is a girl in my class.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh.
0: Um, so he he presents Homer with a file, and Homer now knows everything about Lisa. So we mm-hmm. get to hear a wee bit of "Birth of the Cool" by Miles Davis, which is a yes. great album.
1: I love that she hates phonies. Real yes, uh, Catherine in the Rye shit right there.
0: Um, so he takes these to an animal rights protest where we get to see loads of smoking monkeys, but also sexy pigs, which Homer refers to as so sad, yet so sexy, yet so delicious.
1: True. And I'll put a pin in it, but later on that joke... Gets a little bit too weird for me.
0: Oh, yes, I know where we're going with that, but we'll get there. So Homer's delighted. He's figured out Lisa loves him again, but the guy's like, that's going to cost you $1,000 because my expenses were insane.
1: I love that bit of saying, um, $40 on a steak? Yes, but if I'd have eaten it all, it would have been free. (laughs) Yes. That was funny. So Homer
0: refuses to, to pay for it, but he's still enjoying life with Lisa. And there's a nice scene where... Him and Lisa and Bart are sitting on the tea and Lisa's wearing a t-shirt that says Homer's daughter.
1: Yes. Homer's wearing
0: one that says Lisa's father. That was a thing that I found Bart. funny as
1: well. Like whenever um he was like tucking her into bed and he had to be like, Good night, my and he had to like check if he was her father in the file.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. I was like, let's take you out for your favorite treat. Ice cream. <laughs> So the detective basically then he decides to go to the uh pro, the, where the cosmetics factory is and free him mm-hmm. Lisa for the crime by leaving her diary there. And they send Ralph to come out. He's like, Can Lisa come Which out with I her loved. hands up? Oh uh, so cute. He's and aw, this, it was the way he waved a wiggle as well. It was like, Oh he's
1: oh he's learning. He just loves
0: his daddy. Yeah.
1: He loves love, his I daddy. Loves
0: Big daddy. <laughs> I was gonna say, what was it? Kick you in a butt and say. Oh, I didn't mean uh, kick it up and say a computer took your, your job, job daddy, daddy. <laughs> that's the one
1: I, came, I knew it was like a computer like com- there was a computer took your job and daddy but I was like is it, am I saying the right sentence
0: <laughs> now I think this is my favourite bit of the episode so Lisa and Homer go on the run they break through the thing and they're like uh, Marge goes you know my, my daughter is innocent until proven guilty and they're like would an innocent person run away and he goes no no I'm I'm genuinely asking I don't know <laughs> and, and yeah Lou, iconic Lou's, Lou's like Lou's like uh no, no, chief, they they wouldn't. And he goes, "Oh, I, I, why didn't you know?" He goes, "Yeah, uh, I'm, uh, I, I'm not good." <laughs> like, Got the best joke in the whole thing, which is they're driving and the bridge is out, and then they pull up and they drive over the bridge and they pull it back, and it says "Bridge Outstanding Overpass Monthly." <laughs> <laughs> that might be my favorite joke of the whole season so far. I think that really? is so funny. Okay, yeah.
1: that's fair. I mean, the
0: thing that made me laugh the most was in episode three, whenever we looked up Robot Wars, but that was actually oh, yeah. not that, really. That, yeah, that, that the was Simpsons.
1: extracurricular laughs.
0: Oh, fucking Matilda. Oh. <laughs> they then go and check in their motel, and you have some trivia?
1: Yeah, because whenever they're going into the motel, they're like making fake disguises, like a shoe polish. But this yeah. was just a thing. Um, let me see. Yeah, for the first time ever, we see what Lisa's actual hairline looks like. Because whenever she's putting it on, she has a middle parting. That's Because true, she puts yeah. it on, and she has, it, and that's that's her apparently her real hairline. You know all those memes, and it's like, oh, the Simpsons. Like, where does their hair begin and end?
0: You know, well, that's where it begins and ends. It's yeah. just that her hair happens to be exactly the color of her skin.
1: Yes, and also. Like a, a spiny saurus.
0: <laughs> and Homer, I love that So he gives a so they give fake names, but Homer's t- gives a fake name and the guy's like, No, what's your real name? And he yes. says Lance Uppercut.
1: Yeah, and all both of those names are a hundred percent like what I would give if I, someone was asking for a fake name.
0: Lance Uppercut?
1: Well, yeah, not for me, for someone else. My fake name say. would be Petunia Driven Bottom.
0: I'd probably just go for like Sam Johnson or something. Like yeah, something but, like, that's like
1: That's so boring. Why be Sam Johnson when he could be, like, hired stern?
0: (laughs) Fucks. And there's private parts. Like, no. (laughs) But the thing about that is, like, you know, if I'm checking into a motel and I'm on the lam, right... Well, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, they're going to remember. Did you check in Lance Uppercut or Petunia Flufflebottom or whatever the name was? Yeah, but was? they
1: wouldn't know that that was the name that was given. They would but, ask. But like, and for did who anybody strange for. come
0: in here? And they'd be like, yeah, somebody called P- Petunia Flufflebottom. They're Actually, not going to be like, I think
1: you'll find it was Driven Bottom, but go fine. off, King. Um, There's,
0: But they're not going to go like.
1: No, but like if I go in and I'm acting like a normal person, they'd just be like, oh, well, this normal person came in, you know? I mean, I'd be sweaty yeah, because, the, like, and a stress rash because of who I am as a person. But I, would, I don't yes, that, think that, that I would give off the true. vibe of, oh, this woman's on the run from the law.
0: I would just be like, oh, she's a bit eccentric. and nervous. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, you get that vibe even when you're not on the lam.
1: I mean, true. I have a stress rash as we speak. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, this is the other thing, right? The phone call? Mm-hmm. Dear God, the oh, phone call. The phone it's call. so funny. It's like, great. The, I I'm voting yes to proposition, give Lisa a hug. And he's like, we've got a location. We'll leave right after dinner. <laughs>
1: iconic really I also loved oh. whenever they actually get to the place and all you can hear is Homer going these
0: windows are so hard to sneak out of he's like I'm just coming to the door <laughs> and then like, so Homer owns up to Lisa that he is only knows all the stuff because of the file and she's upset mm-hmm. and then Homer draws on tears like he's Nellie <gasps>
1: I was going to yeah. say actually I forgot that was one of my favourite bits whenever they're checking in and he goes I'll need my glasses draws on glasses and then finds out how much they're charging and draws on angry eyebrows <laughs> Awesome it looks dear. like Eugene Levy
0: <laughs> yes he does so he draws on the tears so then they go on their own but they after the police arrive and they end up at a circus where all the animals that supposedly Lisa has yes. released are and I like the title of did you see the title of where they kept the pigs no sultry size of the size seat oh I like that your man the detective whose name I really should have looked up but I've forgotten it
1: it's Seamus something because no no um,
0: see Nelson calls him Nelson Shamus.
1: says Sheamus. Seamus
0: but he's not called Seamus. He's called, um. Um. it is, um. Dexter Colt is the name of the detective.
1: Huh, but for some reason, Nelson calls him
0: Seamus, which I assume is a reference to something, but I don't know what it is. So they're like, let's kill Homer with uh, firing a man out of a cannon directly that at him. But Homer has I, an iron stomach.
1: Yes, I was going to say that's one of the trivia bits that I found. Did you find this as well?
0: No, I, didn't. I don't um, I because I know it was, he
1: healed it. Let me see. In Homer and Palooza, a doctor says that if Homer takes another cannonball to his gut, he could die. In this episode, um, a man is fired via cannon to hit Homer and Lisa. But in order to save her, he jumps in the way and gets hit in the stomach. And Lisa is genuinely worried. Like, you can see it in her face because of that. Yeah,
0: that, and, and like, he 100% he's just like, I'll die to save yeah. her. What's And then, so they then go into the Hall of Mirrors. Homer's like, You'll never catch me in this hall of mirrors. And then he immediately shoots him. That was good. In the arm And then, so at least he uses the laser pen, which blinds Dexter Colt, and he collapses. And then Homer says, This line is <laughs> that so really good.
1: fucking made me howl.
0: How ironic. Now he's blind after a life of being able to see. <laughs>
1: see this is what whatever I was saying like I will absolutely like this episode more after talking about it that line was the bit for me that I was like that saved this episode for me but I'm still on the fence
0: they arrest Dexter Colt Lisa gets off and Oh, that's what it is. Whenever they're in the Hall of Mirrors, Homer remembers about Lisa coming to find him when he was crying yeah. in the closet. And that makes her realise, oh, she, he does know me. You know yeah, it's me, just not. Which is very nice. And then Homer gets a new home for all the pigs and uh, monkeys, which is he gives them to Cletus. Mm. And is Cletus fucking those pigs?
1: I think that's the implication. My actual or is he just shifting says, them? He
0: might just be shifting them.
1: My imp- my notes say, in all capitals, the implication that Cletus fucks pigs is terrifying. <laughs> Yes, it is. It's just not surprising Luanne either. going... Is it Luanne? It is Luanne, isn't it? Going if I find pig lipstick on your shirt collar no, one uh, more time. No,
0: Luanne is uh, Milhouse's mum, oh, uh, right, Lurleen. Okay. No, not Lurleen. Brandine.
1: Brandine, yes.
0: Brandine. Um, if I
1: find pig lipstick on your shirt collar one more time, you can't sleep in the sty again. <clears throat> Don't
0: like it. And Don't like it. There was a little oh. closing sketch... Which wasn't that funny, really. It was,
1: yeah. I think that was... I found that very unnecessary.
0: Well, did you notice the, the previous episode they did that as well? There was like a little song at the end. Yeah. They never do that in this episode. I don't yeah. know what that's about. Maybe that's weird. a new thing we're going to discover.
1: Keep an eye Not on it, really I guess. Put a pin in it. It's at is the end.
0: So, I, I liked it. What I think about that is... I'm a stickler for an episode where Homer shows how much he loves his kids. Yeah, and this was one of those episodes, and yeah. for that, re- and I think it was funny. Like when we went through there, there's quite a few funny bits. Like,
1: there, yeah, there are to be fair. But
0: what I will agree with you on. So if we compare it to the episode we did last week, I think the highs here are higher, but there are some saggy bits which there wasn't in Special Edna. I think Special Edna is more consistent episode.
1: Yeah, if you know what I mean. I liked because that's one of the things that I don't like about the later episodes, like anyone's like even clips that I've seen where it's like, you know, all the heart just drops out of it. So that was a mm-hmm. plus for me, but I feel like, cause I know that they've, they already did an episode and it was like, what was it? The boy that knew too much or something. So like they've already done the episode before pretty much.
0: The boy who knew too much. That was the one where, Oh, that's the one with uh, Mayor Freddie Quimby.
1: Yeah. And Like, the fact that they've already done that episode, technically, like, the the plots are not, they're not the same, but there's, like, elements that are kind
0: of... Okay, okay, I'll I'll give you that.
1: And I think, comparing the two episodes, it's not as good as the earlier one. Right. But in the context of this season, it was good. Okay. So I feel like... Yeah, I, I'm still kind of torn. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't give it a bad score. I think it was a good episode, but it definitely okay. well, wasn't as good for me as the it? last one. I think I would give it a three and a half, maybe a four.
0: See, I've given it a four and a half.
1: See, yeah, I, I would give it, if you know what I mean, considering you really liked it, I would probably give it half a star less than you've given it because I understand why you liked it. It just wasn't there for me.
0: Fair enough. But what this also makes me think is... I probably have underrated Special Edna, so I feel like I could bump it up retroactively okay. to a four and a half. Do you know what? I'm gonna make.
1: I'm gonna fucking make a spreadsheet of the ratings that we've given them, and then yes, we can do like compare them that's the a good end. idea. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's. I'm trying not to, like I'm trying not to compare it to classic Simpsons, but I feel like I kind of have to because like there's the whole they've literally done this episode before just yeah. differently totally, but in the context of this season. That gives that I feel like that's got more of a pull for it, and yeah, I would give it. If you're giving it four and a half, I'm giving it four because yeah, it it was good, but it's not my favorite one so far.
0: Yeah, well then, actually, then I would say that this and the last episode, like we're doing well here. Like yeah, it's it's a good double whammy. You can't ask for more than that, really. Like we're still in this situation where I'm like. I can't believe how much I'm enjoying these episodes yeah. so far.
1: It's it's given me hope. Like I know it's misplaced, and like, I know eventually I am going to want to kill myself. Probably um, bleep that out. <laughs> and like it's not it's not as if it has it's not as if every episode has been perfect, you know.
0: No. So it's no, it's no, given okay, me no. hope.
1: We're like right now. I think we're in a good spot. We're in a good we're in a good headspace. Yeah, I think so. Know?
0: Will it continue next week, or will it all come crashing down? Oh, you're
1: gonna have to listen to find out.
0: Well, because next week's episode now this is a very convoluted pun. Oh no. The strong arms of the maw. Oh,
1: I don't like it already. That's annoying me because remember that one that was like the fucking the fright to scare harms? Just pick yep. one.
0: So apparently Wait, this
1: whenever you're saying Maw, is this is this a Marge episode? Yeah. Ma.
0: Yeah. It is a ma a Marge episode. Marge becomes a bodybuilder. Ooh
1: um, strong and so sexy what- baby.
0: What's interesting about this is this is actually the 300th episode, but it's not billed. The episode that is billed as the 300th, it's actually the 302nd.
1: Oh, so does that mean this one sucks and the next I few suck? I don't
0: know. Well, we're going to find out pretty soon. I mean,
1: I'm sure we'll find out next week in the trivia section.
0: <laughs> well, we're... See, the other thing is... So, uh, actually, I'll give you an idea just what we review for They said there's some real clinkers this season. Both large marge and strong arms of the maw. Prove that writing good episodes about Marge seems to be out of the question, but I thought Large Marge was all right.
1: Yeah. So, um, plus, yeah, that was that was a thing, wasn't it? Like it was literally voted as like a good episode because it made Marge funny. Yep. So that's either a very one-sided review or it's correct.
0: So well, we're going to find out, we will find out next week, because that really does it for the dad who knew too little.
1: It does, which we it? liked.
0: We liked. So yeah. and you'll probably like it too if you watch it. So. We'll be back next week with the long arm of the maw. By the way, I'm saying maw because it's meant to rhyme with law. Oh, no, 100%. But it is, I got it's "ma." It's yeah, "ma." Like, the it's man. the long arm of the maw. But that doesn't work. Oh. So, um. Well, I guess
1: if you set an American that, accent.
0: The, the long arm st- of the maw. The strong arms of the maw. Sorry, let me do it again. The strong arm of the maw. Um, can I do something like that? i fucking Clint I, Let me do, yeah. Uh, Alright, hold on. Richard Nixon, The Strong <laughs> Arms of the Maw. That's perfect. Uh, we've nailed it. Cut scene. We've done it. I love What I love is you're patronising me just to get me off. Uh, no, I
1: was being... Oh, Aww, that was authentic. It wasn't really. It was okay.
0: Well, no, it wasn't, no. So that's going to do it for another edition of the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Spouting nonsense this week. I've been Alan Irwin.
1: And spouting even more. I've been Heather Anderson.
0: And we'll be back next week with The Long Arms of the Maw. In the meantime... Look after yourselves and don't...
1: Do DMT.
0: <laughs> don't Yeah, don't do DMT. If anybody offers you DMT, particularly somebody you don't really know, just say no. Even if they're pretty. Especially if they're pretty, because that's how they lure you in. <laughs> we will explain nothing more than that. Good night, everybody. Bye. Good night, England.